Kentucky Roll Call podcasts are brought to you by Cornbread Hemp. New year, new you. Start off 2022 by adding Cornbread Hemp to your health and wellness plan. Cornbread Hemp's organic, extra-strength CBD gummies deliver 50 milligrams of CBD and 2 milligrams of THC to help with your everyday aches and pains. Visit CornbreadHemp.com and use the promo code BIGX for 30% off at checkout. Stressful new year? Don't sweat it with Cornbread Hemp. Bueller, 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 Bueller. Good morning. Tip, tip of the cap to tip of the tip. Be- cat, just the cat, just cats. Cats, tip. cats. The cats tip. Tip of the cap. Terry Wilson. He's gonna throw. Conrad. Touchdown, Kentucky. Touchdown, Kentucky. <laughs> Victory, Kentucky. Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They, there's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeed. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you. January 28th, 2022. A snowy Friday morning for most of you all in the Louisville area. Uh, And I don't think all the roads are totally and completely treated. So be careful if you're out and about driving around town this morning. Hope everybody's having a great start to their day. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well. Uh... I also noticed too. It's uh, it's a little sporadic. Like my house, good amount of snow. Parents' house, not that much snow. So it's scattered here and there. I think we're supposed to get some more this afternoon, though. So bring it on. Well, we got we. It's a nice covering in Linneytown in Louisville. Uh, the roads have snow on them but it looks like wherever a car has driven has picked up the snow so yeah so i guess maybe there's some neighborhoods that didn't get it and it's not anything more than just like a inch maybe half inch i don't know but enough to cover the grass so uh, or the majority of the grass but it made for a pretty morning this morning waking up justin kalen how are you uh, I'm here. It, I did not enjoy waking up to the snow as much as you all. It was weird, though, because all the – so in Jeffersonville, we we got at least an inch. The grass is covered. The cars were all covered this morning. But the roads, nothing on the roads. It's the strangest thing I've ever seen. Interesting. Very interesting. Well, like the well, roads got... are just wet like it just rained. Hmm. Nice and wet. Okay. Well, we've got a lot to get to today. A lot to talk about. Kentucky within – colossal basketball game a chance to get a win on the road at a top five opponent that generally jumps you up at least a seed line if you're able to pull off a feat like that and i'm excited to talk about it we'll, we'll talk x's and o's what kentucky needs to do it's i i think a lot of it well a lot of it obviously comes down to if ty ty washington can play if he's healthy enough to go 
If he is, then I think Kentucky's going to have a fighter's chance. If he isn't, I don't think Kentucky really will have much of a chance. So it's, it, it doesn't come down to one player generally in basketball, but I think maybe for, for UK's chances at pulling the upset, you're going to need your lottery pick point guard to play in that game. I don't think that's an overly hot take. So we got a lot of Cats and Jayhawks talk to get to today. We got the NFL playoffs this weekend. That's dead to me, so we're, we won't even mention that again. Not even. Oh, can't not, wait not, to spend an hour previewing it. Uh, just great football. Not, that comes uh, we also, in that hour of NFL talk, We've got to have a 15-minute tribute to uh, my maybe my favorite football player to ever grace the gridiron. Big Ben Roethlisberger has officially said goodbye. Greatest quarterback to ever throw a football, Justin Kalen? Uh, maybe. It's debatable. It, I think it is debatable. I mean, the numbers don't want two Super Bowls. I, I know that's more than more Super Bowls than another person's quarterback on the show. <laughs> Day two, Rylan DJ up. Who did Rodgers get a Super Bowl against? Big Bum Roethlisberger. Was that right? That's true. Big Bum, that was pretty good. Probably the most overrated quarterback in the NFL. It's always impressive to be able to – probably always impressive to be able to play 18 years, so I'll give him that. But goodness gracious, talk about a lot of mediocre football, hilarious throws, uh, generally just being – borderline overweight and oh that's could, hilarious could, that, could, that was his advantage because nobody could, could bring him down could couldn't stay healthy probably because of that factor and uh you know we wish him the best in retirement but yeah certainly probably the most overrated quarterback in the nfl over the last decade would an overrated could an overrated quarterback win a super bowl by completing nine of 21 passes for 123 yards and two touchdowns yes or, excuse me not two touchdowns two interceptions yes Yes, one of the funniest stat lines ever. I just have to, I just have to try to turn the rile upside down and spin it right back at your way. All right, no, I, I've been Roethlisberger. He was obviously to play in the NFL for 18 years is super impressive, and uh, yeah, obviously the last few years weren't great, but he's not the first quarterback that we've seen kind of go by the wayside. And he led his team, well, helped lead his team to the playoffs his final year, which is. Uh, yeah. which was an impressive feat, although... Even while know. throwing the ball only three yards downfield on third and seven. What, what are we going to do next year without him, Justin? <laughs> Shit. It's the Mason yeah, Rudolph show, baby. No kid. He'll do the same <laughs> thing, trust me. Uh, third and eight, uh, four-yard pass. Don't we will... As painful as it'll be for me, we will talk the NFL playoffs for this weekend. And we'll talk... This is this is the new Kentucky football, if you will. We've been doing it for a few years now, obviously, but we'll be talking a lot of Kentucky football today, despite UK having a huge college basketball game tomorrow, despite it being January 28th. Uh, football is 24-7, 365 in the bluegrass nowadays, and I wouldn't have it any other way. But, Roush, we'll have to talk some UK football. There was some news yesterday. Yeah, yeah. We're, do we just want to dive right into it? Because I'm sure – we have some takes on the Thornton's text line about it. 502-414-1450 is how you get into the show. But uh, Thursday evening, we're on dinner time. Uh, I think Kane's 24-7, whatever their, their 24-7 site is, reported that Liam Cohen is a name to know as Mario Cristobal seeks out an offensive coordinator. Uh, I'm sure not all of you have been keeping up with Mario Cristobal and what he's done since he just bullied Manny Diaz out of that job. Seen as a great hire at the time, a big splash, but 
not a whole lot has gone right since then. He hasn't been able to hire anybody. I, I still don't know if he has a defensive coordinator, but he's been turned down by many offensive coordinators. This search is dragged out for a long, long time. Uh, Kendall Browse at Arkansas, Art Browse, so that was a big name that turned him down either publicly. Uh, and now it, it appears that Liam is a, a name to know in this search, T.J. Walker. Is it a name that I know is, that I'm going to be worried sorry, about? Sorry, I was on mute. Is Nick Roush worried about this? I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, that literally was my question, is are you worried about this? And you, without me being unmuted, you answered it. That's crazy. Get out of my brain, Roush. I, uh, I'm, I'm very – I'm happy for Liam. Uh, am I worried at all? I got a good laugh out of it, a good chuckle um, when I saw the news. It's like, oh, well, you know what? Good for him. He's getting his name out there. He's he's not leaving Kentucky for Miami. Um, now, a lot of people will tell you that that Van Dyke kid, that's their quarterback, came in for De'Aaron King, who was injured a lot last year. They'll say, oh, potential draft pick. But, you know, that's kind of what they did with Keaton Slovis and Jackson Dart. He's one of those young quarterbacks that comes in and impresses quickly. And they're like, ooh, this guy could be really good. Maybe that's enticing. It's not as enticing as Will Levis in the offense that he has to play with this year. Uh, it would be pretty silly to – turn a good year of goodwill into just restarting from scratch at a place that's difficult to start from scratch at Miami. So no, I, I do not think that he is going to entertain that, that job after, after getting his pay almost doubled after one year in Lexington. And while I do think that Miami could pay and throw a lot of money at Liam Cohen, I don't think it's anything Kentucky couldn't match or give assurances to to make sure that financially it's it would be about a, a draw if that if if Miami would even be willing to pay that much, which uh, I think they'd have the finances to do it, but whether or not they'd want to do that is another is another story. But you're spot on. How how many times did we hear in the off season? during the season and then after season about the progression of the offense. And at the, in the off season, it was difficult. They were learning new things. It was going to take some time, be patient with it. Beginning of the season, they would say, Hey, just wait till the end of the year. It's going to look better. We're going to grow. Just, just hang, you know, hang with it, hang with it. And then by the end of the year, that offense was incredibly fun to watch. It was clicking and then almost immediately after the bowl game, well, once Will Levis announced his return, you had just wait till we get another year learning this thing. Wait till, you know, now we, we've got the basis of it. Now we can start getting a little bit more complicated with it. And I don't think he would just pick everything up and say, I want to do all this over again in Miami. I, I, want, I want to, you know, I want to have to teach all these new guys something brand new and yeah, you know, we can be a good offense with it. But no, I, this is, I think, the payoff year for Cohen at Kentucky. He's got his yeah, quarter, yeah. he's got his quarterback. He's got pieces that he can trust. He's got pieces that he likes. He's got maybe one of the, the most accomplished running backs in the SEC in the backfield. And his name gets popped up all the time, whether for offensive coordinator jobs. We heard his name mentioned for some college football head coaching jobs. And Every NFL dork is like, this guy's a genius. He falls from the Rams coaching tree. Look, he's McVay, blah, 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 blah. You get that all the time. He's not going to be in Lexington long, and maybe someday he could be a candidate for the head coach in Lexington, uh, potentially somewhere down the road. Obviously, I would like Stoops to be here for a long time. 
He's not going to be at UK long. I think everybody can get on board and agree with that. I do think he'll be on board for the 2022 season. If he's not Roush, it won't be because of Miami. I think it'd be because an, an NFL job wants him to be offensive coordinator and he just wants to be in the NFL, potentially. I don't know if that's necessarily right. the case. But if he's not coaching on the sidelines in 2022 at UK, it won't be because he's at Miami. It'll be because he's in the NFL. Yeah, I, uh, I'm i with you on that. Like, TJ, the Bears just hired a defensive guy to be their head coach, so they're going to need a play caller. If you had play calling opportunities with a young quarterback like Justin Fields, that's something he wouldn't be able to turn down. Uh, it's it's not like the old days where Kentucky could get outbid by some other school. This isn't, you know, 2006 where Kentucky's paying competitive, if not better than most assistant jobs in the country. So uh, financially, it doesn't make sense. I think from a roster standpoint, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. You don't know the stability there. Um, so it's first year in Miami with all that turnover there, there, this is, uh, as you said, TJ, the, the big payout year. So I'm not going to go get worried about too many of these openings, unless you have one like the bears where, you know, the, just the chance to work with one of those young quarterbacks, you could become a rock star if all checks out. So I, I'm, I'm with you, TJ right there. Not, not worried in the slightest about the Miami Hurricanes. Suck it, the U. I had a few Miami fans in my mentions yesterday. One of the best things about being a Kentucky football fan and the growth of the program over the last five to eight years is having more traditional programs just have to come to grips with the fact that UK football is either their their peers or have have officially passed them. And just the the sense of delusion that you can like just feel almost in their fingers as they type like no we're we're the better program but they have like nothing to really fall back on besides ancient history to right to, like to validate that happened decades ago yeah to validate their point uh, somebody was talking about how you know great Miami is and the talent level is so much better and I was thinking to myself did Miami crack the top 50 in recruiting rankings heading into this year and this dork responded he's like yeah we did but we didn't we don't have an offensive coordinator we don't have a defensive coordinator we had a new coach and our star rating is slightly better than yours um it, it very little is because it's just the way that the math works out with that but Kentucky has I think five or six more four stars than they do same amount of five stars um it's just a smaller class, so the average is going to be better. They they did crack the top 50, though. They came in at number 49. So uh, I think just maybe a spot ahead Louisville. So congrats congrats wow. to Miami for that. Such an elite-level program that they're barely sniffing the top 50 in recruiting rankings. And it's totally a red flag to me, Roush, that there's no offensive or defensive coordinator at Miami. Like, how does that how, – how are you in that spot at – this juncture of the college football season it's not because some dude just left yesterday or something like that he's been the head coach since early december mid-december and no offensive uh, or defensive coordinator uh yeah december 6th so we're almost two months in and he can't find anybody to call his offense or defense should be pretty easy to do elite maybe program. he's just a, a jerk i don't know i don't elite. know what the deal is Elite. Well, it's not going to be Liam Cohen, and I'm not worried about the Hurricanes whatsoever. Uh, the ACC is 
just crumbling right before our eyes. They better hope that Clemson doesn't keep moving in the wrong direction because they'll they'll be – I don't see any college football playoff teams in the foreseeable future potentially for the Atlantic Coast Conference and certainly not worried about Miami. But I, I don't think it's a guarantee that Cohen is on UK sidelines next year. But as I said, I would – I would envision that being an NFL job, not leaving for another college job. I just think Kentucky could match what the majority of colleges could could throw his way with maybe one or two exceptions. And those schools I don't think are going to be calling for Cohen. They don't have openings at this juncture. So I'm not worried about it, Roush. You shouldn't worry about it. Nobody, Justin, definitely don't worry about it. My thing is, is Cohen leaving UK to go to Miami would be like the equivalent of Bruce Pearl leaving Auburn to come to Louisville. It's just not going to happen. Oh, I like it. I like it. Nice little segue. I, I think yesterday, yesterday was so hilarious. I mean, the the U of L media fanboys, you've got to stop bringing up Bruce Pearl. You have to. He's, <laughs> he, he, and my friends personally, stop bringing up Bruce Pearl. Stop bringing up Jay Wright. Those guys are not going to be the coach at U of L. And Roush, I predicted everything that would happen with Bruce Pearl. The only place I was wrong is I didn't think everything was going to get resolved in 24 hours. But as quickly as U of L fans got all pumped up about Bruce Pearl and mutual interest, and you had Auburn riders talking about it, ah, gasp! It was basically settled within hours. Within hours. Yep. And I think it was pretty clear from the get go that. This was just a leverage piece um, because, I mean, life's all about leverage. But in Pearl's case, a lot of that stuff was coming from the Auburn side. So he was just putting pressure on his administration to get some new facilities, sign a big fat contract. I mean, the timing couldn't have worked out better for Bruce. You beat Kentucky to go number one in the country for the first time. And then a, a blue blood program becomes vacant all within days of one another. Like it, it just, it could not, it was, the, the, the university, the state of Kentucky, Bruce Pearl should be thanking it for helping him receive millions of dollars in the near future. I mean, the, the state really did him a, a solid this week. Yeah. The whole thing, I, I, I call it the big dog special, but it's, it's very similar to Calipari and the UCLA interests as well. Uh, Coaches mm-hmm. and agents, they use journalists, whether knowingly or unknowingly, and they are going to use them to make sure that they get paid. What they do is they go to a journalist and say, yeah, you know, with with what we're hearing, it, it would be too it may be too hard to pass up. The journalist generally also a fan. Oh, OK, I'll, I'll put it out there that this is actually this is something that should concern people. That all gets back to the administration feet are put to the fire. You don't want an f- unhappy fan base. You need to get this resolved as quickly as possible. Bada boom, bada bing, new contract, list of demands met, and coach happy. Administration had to break open the wallets more maybe than they wanted, but ultimately they're happy. They still have their guy, and the fan base has a collective exhale. You feel a sense of unity. Everybody's back in this together, and everybody's a happy camper. We see it a thousand times. This isn't unique to Auburn. It's not unique to Calipari. It's not unique to the big dog. You see it happen all the time. Now, the thing that actually, you know, I wonder, I don't think UofL even reached out to Pearl for, for what it's worth. Maybe like an agent of somebody at UofL reached out to an agent of Pearl and just said, you're on our list or something along those lines. Right. Um, but 
within 12 hours contact would have been made between U of L and Pearl. Like get out of here. I've maybe the most back channel of back channeling took place, but no, U of L didn't reach out to Pearl. If they did, it would be a dumb play by U of L. What, what do you think would happen? He'd just leave the number one team in the country just on the spot and be like, I, I can't pass it up. It's Hey, I want to coach in the Yum center. It's, it's the university of Louisville. I'm sorry. I don't know what else you want me to do. I'm leaving you Auburn and I'm leaving you right now. That wasn't going to happen. Could potentially you have a scenario where U of L said, Hey, you know, just between us, let's keep all this hush hush. But it, when your all season comes to an end, we're going to have an offer that you may just not be able to refuse. Yeah. As if anything stays quiet in this business, especially for two or three months. <laughs> so that wouldn't have happened either. And with every, and Mac, you didn't get the official word from Mac until after noon. Uh, well, you know, around noon, I think is when he talked to the, to, to the media members, but you're talking about within 24, 18 to 24 hours, all this would have happened. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. I think Pearl's people saw the Pearl people. It sounds like a good band name. You saw the, uh, I think they saw the name being, I think they saw his name being floated around. I'm sure they probably just approached Auburn and said, you know, we don't want this to be a distraction during the season, but this is something you all should get working on. We got to get practice basketball practice facilities we gotta we gotta improve our arenas and facilities and you gotta pay our guy you gotta pay mr sweaty barbecue man so go ahead open up the checkbooks we can get this resolved we don't need this being a distraction distraction during the stream season and that's exactly what took place here bruce pearl is not going to be the coach at uofl those top tier candidates while i don't blame uofl for making the call it's not going to happen with those folks. I've heard people mention Chris Beard. Get out of town. Jay Wright has already mentioned. There's zero chance that's going to happen. Bruce Pearl. Who are some of the other lofty names that they legitimately think they may have a chance at? Um, um, I'm just so I think as you know about what Mr. Sweaty Barbecue Man because I think that that also could be a term of endearment. I would like to be known as Mr. Sweaty Barbecue Man. That means that you know Mr. Sweaty Barbecue Man is cooking up some good meats. Like those the those sweatier some... behind the grill or the smoker, the better the food's gonna be. That actually is factually based. Yes, yes. Um, because some of the salt from the sweat gets in the meat, really helps cure it, take it to the next level. Um, just all around take Mr. Sweaty Barbecue Man, too, is very generous with his portions as well. Like you're you're getting a, a good helping of smoked meats when you're eating. And I just, now I want smoked meats for breakfast. Mm. Could I interest you in some salsaritas? Yes. Yes, you could. As a matter of fact, I would well, love some a, salsaritas. It's a big weekend. The Cats, Kansas, 6 o'clock tip-off. Some would say one of the more ideal tip-off times in basketball. Uh, I'm, I'm not a huge I, I love the one o'clock that we had last weekend against yeah, Auburn as well. Good. But yeah. if it's not one o'clock, then I think six o'clock may be one of the better times as well. Uh, have Salsaritas cater. Have it throughout the day. Be munching on chips. Be making a taco. Whatever you want. You can make your own burrito if that if that fits your fancy. You can order online on the app, and then they'll come and they'll deliver it to your house. Or you can go pick it up. Whatever is easiest for you, Salsaritas is all about convenience, and they're all about delicious, delicious food, whether it's their well-marinated chicken, steak, their hot, spicy salsa, their cheesy queso. I'm getting hungry just talking about all of it. It could be delivered right to your door. Don't worry about cooking. Let Salsaritas take care of it. 
Download the app. Two locations in Louisville, Middletown and St. Matthew. Salsaritas is delicious. All right, so we got to talk a little bit about football. We transitioned that into the U of L coaching search drama. We'll maybe mention more about U of L coaching search as the show goes on. But let's take a break. Come back. We'll talk a little Kentucky and Kansas. Thornton's text line is open, 502-414-1450. It's basketball season. It's Friday, so we're going to have Bobby Regan on from Barstool Sports in hour number two. It's going to be a fun show. So get your text in. We'll read them. We'll come back. we got a lot more to get to on your Friday edition of Kentucky Roll Call and Big X Sports Radio. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. Yes! Oh, yeah! Can you feel that, buddy? Huh? 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 Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Plenty of ways to listen to Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. 7 and 9 Monday through Friday on your radio dial, 96.1 FM, 14.50 AM. We're on both sides of the radio. No big deal. You can stream the show a lot of different ways. I use the TuneIn app, but you can also tell your Alexa to play Big X Sports Radio, and then boom, just like that, Big X Sports Radio will be playing. And we have the podcast as well, which you can listen to anytime, any place. Uh, unlike Neil Diamond, I mean Neil Young, we are still on Spotify, so you can find us there or you wherever may, you, you get. Better your- not, you better not open letter Spotify. Our listeners deserve to hear. Our voices on Spotify. You Ooh. better not open letter them. Could be a good way to get the show some attention, though. If like we make a big stink and we say it's either us or it's uh, Michael Jackson, one of the two. It's, Gotta go. it's us or Michael Jackson. Exactly. Yeah, I think we do that, <laughs> and we just put the ball in Spotify's court, and you know, at minimum, when they undoubtedly boot us off Spotify, we can say at least we stood for something. Ba- banned from Spotify. Um, <laughs> Spotify Survivor. We put that in our Twitter bio. Guys, I don't know if I can I don't know if I can stand against Michael Jackson. Oh um, we're not really gonna do that, Justin. Don't worry about it, buddy. Yeah, I know this. And then of course the podcast, wherever you get it, brought to you by our friends at Cornbread Hemp. Yes, cornbread hemp. It's all natural organic CBD products. Uh, full spectrum CBD got a little extra THC to go with it. Uh, helps with all of your everyday aches and pains, anxiety, stress, sleeplessness. It's got it all. Try it out today. It might help you in a way you didn't expect. Just go to cornbreadhemp.com, put in the promo code Big X. You'll get 30% off at checkout. Uh, they've got a variety of products from the drops to the gummies to even treats for your dogs. So, See all they have to offer in organic CBD products at cornbreadhemp.com. 
I'm not yanking your chain. I really have been sleeping better since I've been popping a cornbread hemp gummy in my mouth before I go to sleep. Uh, not sure if the wife will love hearing that because, you know, she'll have to wake up and feed the baby and I feel terrible for her. But then I'm just like a rock right next to her. And I don't think I'm not a good sleeper and I don't think yeah. it's a coincidence. This is not just I'm not yanking any change here. Uh, I, you know, I've been probably taking it daily for the last two weeks. And, you know, I'd had it before. Roush, you'd gave me some. Um, but you know, once you kind of get in a schedule of it, I've noticed that I've just been sleeping more soundly and it's not every little toss and turn I'm waking up like I used mm -hmm. to. So it has helped. I, I, you know, it doesn't like knock you out or make you super sleepy or drowsy or anything like that. I wouldn't want it to, but I have just noticed I've been sleeping slightly better. A lot yeah. Easier. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's so, awesome. so if you're somebody that, that could use it, check it out. Don't forget to use the promo code big X and it's going to save you a lot mm -hmm. of money at checkout and, and, and we're just goobers that don't really know what we're talking about too the science is there um at cornbreadhemp.com they explain how it all works it's it's fascinating stuff so yeah uh, that applies to sports too we're just goobers that don't know what we're, we're talking about if you anybody that's listened for long enough is well aware of that uh, i slept also easy last night justin because the boys in red white and blue got a big three points they Woo! did yeah that was that was a fun game no it wasn't Though. I mean, it, the second half. The second half was fun. That was super frustrating. We completely outplayed them for ninety entire minutes. Uh, they never really had any major threat. I know they had a couple shots on goal, but we, uh, United States, we, you know, me, I'm the soccer player, yep. completely outplayed them and only had one goal to show for it. We'd get it inside their eighteen yard box frequently and then just like act like we didn't care not try make a stupid pass take a stupid shot they do everything so well the execution was amazing until they got into the opposing team's box and then just wouldn't really make much of it but uh, el salvador we tied with them down at their place so it was important to beat them should have beaten them by more uh, that being said it's three points United States is in a very comfy spot in the standings right now. And then they've got a match against Canada on the road in Hamilton. Good old Hamilton. Uh, oh, on, on, one of the Tiger Cats. On Sunday, you win that game, and you're not officially into the World Cup, but for all intents and purposes, you're going to the World Cup. And they're already in a pretty good spot where things stand right now. So They need uh, four points in their next two. And then there were that they, that officially locks it in. I, I think that would that would all but do it, yeah. And then of course they could even finish fourth and still have to go to that playoff game, but you'd rather not do that. But they're in a really good spot. So even if it wasn't the prettiest of wins yesterday, the crowd in Columbus was rocking. It was very frigid and cold. So I'm sure the El Salvadorians didn't love that, and they get to head back home with a big fat L. So how about that goal celebration? Oh my gosh, my wife and I were Gee. like, what did that just happen? Dude did like a thousand flips. Well, and then and then he faked like he had a hamstring injury after. Did you miss that part? I did miss that part. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So he flipped and then he came down, and he like grabbed his hamstring <laughs> and made a wind with his face. I was like, what a dumbass. And then he started laughing and running. It was it was pretty good. Okay. Oh, uh, that is good. I didn't see that. That's funny. Uh some testy moments, but they ended up being like ninety-nine point nine percent of soccer fights where everybody would just get in each other's face and nothing actually uh serious would happen. And I love the United States jerseys too. I love this this rendition of the soccer jerseys. A lot of red, a lot of blue, 
looks good. So wanted to bring that up. I know you were probably watching, Justin, and uh, I was as well. What do you all want to talk about now? Sports. Ooh, um, <laughs> see, sports. Yeah, should we should we talk about sports? All right, maybe? our favorite segment of the show, the sports segment. <laughs> wow, down oh. down went USC last night. Andy yeah, did not stay up to watch that. Uh, Andy Andy Infield, that's one of Trevor's top candidates. There we go. Wow. They're just dropping like flies all over the place. Gosh, that's not going to help. I did one of my, Justin, I did one of my like little money line favorites, big parlay last night. Well, that that, that one cost that one. <laughs> Sheesh, I didn't, I didn't at, notice that. At least you lost to a big school as opposed to like a Liberty, which I do all the time. Oh, well, no, I usually on my money line parlays. I only do what I consider to be sure things, but you know, that shows, shows how that works. Uh, do we have a sure thing one way or another, Roush, if we know if Tata Washington's playing or not? I don't think uh, you could describe it as a sure thing, but I certainly am confident that would be the case. I'm not one that is good with percentages or odds, but I would say at least, a, I would say 75% chance he plays. Can I? I love hearing that. Uh, I hope you're right. Can I ask where that comes from, though? Like where your sense of optimism comes from? Is it strictly just from Oscar? Is it the way that he fell that you don't think it's high ankle and he should be good? Was it the way walking off the court where he seemed like he was okay? You know, initially he couldn't put any weight on it, but then it was like what five minutes later he he looked yeah he mostly was okay. around yeah he, yeah, he looked yeah. he looked okay. Uh, what where where is this coming from for you? Uh, it's. The Oscar combined with his ability to kind of seemingly walk it off after it happened. Uh, and, and I think they were just abundantly cautious about all of this. And some of it is also me just wanting to be very optimistic human because I just, I, I really think that this team is good enough and capable enough to win this game on the road with Ty Ty Washington. And I just want to see them. It feels like there's been plenty of times this year where, oh wow, this team can be just awesome. Like, oh, I, I, let's see it. Let's see him do it in this setting. Let's see. It. I think this could be a great way to put all the pieces together. Thanos sticking the final uh, Infinity Stone in his gauntlet. Just having Ty Ty Washington available for this game. I, a lot of it's me just being optimistic and hoping to see this team at full strength in a difficult situation, pull out a, a tough win. Yeah. I, I think everybody would love that. And there really aren't too many tougher. I, I think Kansas is the toughest place to play in college basketball. Um, so maybe no tougher place to actually get the win. I don't think they're the best team in college basketball though. Not this season. I actually like the way Kentucky matches up with them, but I do think Ty Ty has to be on the floor. The, it's a good roster, this UK team. I love this team. There, there's plenty to like. But without Ty Ty, you don't have a three-level score, which is a phrase that's been used a lot. But it, Ooh, it is I like that. It, I like that phrase it makes you sound like you have some basketball savvy, which is another great phrase. I'm an okay. I'm, I'm an analytics guy. But in all seriousness, it's true. You don't have anybody else that can do what Ty Ty does. And while Washington, or excuse me, while Wheeler can do a lot of it, 
he isn't he can't he's not nearly the shooter that Todd Ty is. He's not nearly I'm gonna dribble, dribble, use this screen and pull up and shoot. If Wheeler's wide open, we've seen it plenty over the last couple games. Yeah, you go ahead and let that bad boy rip. I'm totally okay with it, but you don't ever want him to do it contested. Washington can do it contested, and it's really pretty when he does it. Wheeler can get inside, and he can get near the rim, and he's actually one of probably the most underrated finishers in college basketball just given his size. Everybody automatically assumes that he's not a good finisher. He's pretty solid at finishing at that, but still, Tata just seems to be a little bit better getting to the line for whatever reason. We know both can pass, obviously. Washington set the assist record. Wheeler, one of the better passers in college basketball, so they both can do that. But the shooting and the getting to the line, breaking down a defense, Washington can do it at a rate that just nobody else on the team can do. So you need him to play. And and without him, we've seen the offense not always look great. Now, of course, it seems like when he's out, Wheeler isn't too far behind, whether it's foul trouble or an injury or something along those lines. I do think as long as Kentucky has one of those guys running the show for the majority of the game, UK is going to have the, a fighter's chance. But I think – in order to pull off the upset, and I'm guessing Kansas will be, you know, four or five-point favorite, something along those lines, you're going to need Washington to play. And I hope he does. Will we hear about it, Roush? I don't know. The thing is, yeah, maybe, maybe somebody in Ty Ty's <laughs> camp will say something. Maybe you'll, you have yeah, Jonathan yeah. Giovanni get the scoop again, or Zagoria, he'll potentially release it. I think Ty Ty Washington's dad isn't as shy about it as people at UK are. But I'm sure you'll get the same old with Cal. If he practices today, he's going to play. Uh, I saw him walking around. He looked okay, but he still needs to be able to practice. It'll be something along those lines. They're not going to want Kansas to know definitively. But I'll tell this to Calipari and anybody at UK. They're going to be preparing for Ty Ty Washington. They just will. They will be. Yes. It's not like they're going to be like, oh, oh my gosh, he's playing? We throw out the whole game plan. We've got no idea what to do now. So uh, they're going to be preparing for him. Hopefully he's able to go. If they are, I expect it to be a game that is decided in the final four minutes. Hopefully officials swallow the wh their whistle. Probably wishful thinking in a game at Lawrence, Kansas. But – I'm excited for it. I think this is a good test for Kentucky, and I'm right there with you. They, they, I would love if I think you know if this is actually a national title contending team, and I believe that they are. Win one of these games, beat one of these great yeah. teams. Um, right now, you know your best win is a okay Tennessee team that maybe has a ceiling of a Sweet 16, all things considered. Unless Kennedy Chandler just gets super hot in March, go out and beat one of the other teams that are legitimate national title contenders. You came up short partially due to injuries at Auburn. Let's see if you can, just a week later, if you can find a way to punch through. I'm, I'm excited for the game. I, I am as well. Um, uh, this is the part where I also need to mention I'm not excited to watch the officiating of Fog Allen Fieldhouse. Um, but, man, this uh, – I, I think it's also – I think you mentioned it off the top in the first hour that it's a pretty good matchup. What the hell is Whitefoot or whatever his dumb – face is going to do what's he going to do with oscar shibway oscar should just well, dominate gonna, him it's going to smithereen he's not going to be guarding shibway it's going to be david mccormick on shibway and yeah but mccormick can't play the whole time though right no like, he can't and they're going to be in some trouble when when he's got to go to the bench but uh you could make the case well is shibway going to be able to play david mccormick is a yudoka azabuki light very light. Yes. He's a diet Yudoka Azubuki. He's not as strong. He's not as physical. Yeah. yeah he, like... he, 
but he is, you know, it's like, make no mistake about it. McCormick's still a big dude and, you know, he's got a big body and he'll be able to, he'll bang with Oscar a little bit, but she, or, uh, Udoka was a better scorer. He's better shop light, you know, all the things, better rebounder. This is a nice matchup for Oscar. As long as Oscar doesn't get in foul trouble, this is one, he should be able to out rebound McCormick. He should be able to score on the block. He's been able to do those things really against anybody. And David McCormick isn't going to be the one to stop him, but you're right that if, if if he if McCormick gets in foul trouble, which I wouldn't expect to happen at Kansas, but if he were, I don't know what you do if you're Kansas. And even even while Kentucky has had so many question marks at the forward position, this should be a matchup that Keon Brooks or Jacob Toppin can win. And I think you're going to see a lot of Toppin. And I wouldn't be shocked if maybe you saw a little Toppin on Obaji, who is yeah, one yeah. of the better players in college basketball this season. But if not, you know, you could put Brooks on light foot. You don't have to worry about that matchup. You could put Brooks uh, or you could put Toppin on light foot. You don't have to worry about that much matchup. You can go across the board, and I think there's a lot of check marks in Kentucky's favor when breaking down these teams. Now, of course, it's a road game, which makes everything more complicated. Now, uh, I think it's worth noting, too, back to my Ty Ty Washington point, just about feeling and hunches and all that sort of stuff. Obaji had his big game Monday, or no, was it Tuesday? What? Surely he can't. Like he got all the good shots out of his system. He's going to be broke on Saturday. Um, and man, what a not sure if that's if it, not sure if that's the way it, it works. But I hope you're right. I love it. Well, that's that's how it works in warmups. You you got to save some of your shots for the game. You can't you can't use all of your makes ahead of time. So uh, Obaji used all of his. Uh, they're all gone. Uh, but it, it, it's also one of those things too. To, to go back to Ty Ty, just want to see those two guys kind of go back and forth. I don't know how much they would be guarding one another, but to have those two elite level scores, uh, that was kind of how was it U.S. and Devontae Graham in that game where it was just buckets after buckets from both sides. Like that's what made that game fun. You had, you had guys kind of going at it. Want, want to see more of that tomorrow night. I, or was it Wayne Selden? I, I don't remember who. I remember I went to B-dubs in Lawrence after the game, and I, you know, we were talking about the game, and these Kansas fans, you would have thought that they had lost. They were just like, yeah, we call him Wayne Seldom because he seldomly shows up. And, and I was like. <laughs> That's funny. I think he had a huge mm. game, if I'm not mistaken, or I, I could be getting the Kansas guards. They all yeah, they all they, run together. They run together. Um, yeah. They've you know they've been good. They, Kansas and Bill Self obviously have been a, a great program over his entire tenure, but a lot of wins even in the last decade, and a lot of good players as well. Most famously known for giving Kentucky uh, a national championship. So uh, shout out to Kansas, 2012, great year, a lot of fun. Ten years ago. Ugh, too long. Ten whole years ago. Guess where the yeah. final we're, four we're getting... is this year? Oh, New Orleans. It's in New Orleans, baby. I wouldn't mind a little rematch Ooh. down there. Ten-year anniversary. Scheduling a little spring break excursion to the Gulf Coast. That's at like you know that weekend or the weekend after. New Orleans is only two hours away from it, so I might have to. Oh yeah, might have to make the drive over. Uh, can we go through some of these? Big 12 SEC matchups real quick. Yeah, everybody. I, I mean, just, the sport, the sports world, they all circle their calendar for the SEC Big 12 Challenge, and it's finally SEC Big 12 Challenge weekend. And, yeah, I want to I hear them. Well, the, the beautiful part about this is just preseason expectations versus reality. So did not expect LSU, TCU. Nobody was going to care about that. LSU is actually pretty good now. That starts things at noon. LSU wins Oklahoma. that one. That's yeah, one for the SEC. 
Oklahoma at Auburn. Auburn's going to win that one. That's uh, two for Mi- the SEC. Missouri at Iowa State. That's uh, Iowa State. Missouri's that's pretty bad. Yeah. Yeah. West they Virginia at Arkansas. Than people think. Uh, that's an easy win for Arkansas. West Virginia stinks. Oh, by the way, West Virginia, they lost the other night because that's what they have been doing a lot of this season. They finished with 26 rebounds just a day before Oscar Sheboy had 22. Maybe they should try hard. <laughs> Yeah, they're not trying hard enough. They're too they're too mopey around the facility. Uh, they're just all upset because they're not getting the minutes they feel like they deserve. Whatever other crock of you-know-what they said about Oscar. 26 rebounds as a team, Oscar 22 individually. Suck it, Mountaineers. Crazy. Suck it, Bobby Huggins. Uh, Baylor at Alabama. That's a sneaky. Like that's a let's sprinkle some Alabama money on right there. Exactly. This is a game Alabama wins, right? If we've learned anything yeah. about the Tide, is games you feel like they should lose, they win, and games you feel like they should win, they lose. I'm taking Alabama. I'm. A, yeah. I got it four-one SEC at this point. Oh wow! Just running away. Uh, Kansas State at Ole Miss. Who cares? Uh, Will anybody uh, know that that game is actually being played? Gosh, that's one Ole Miss should win, but they have been—they've been my most probably underwhelming SEC team this year. I'm going to give it to the Rebels, though. I'm going to give it to the Rebels. Kansas State has been playing better. That one's a complete toss-up, but I'll give it to Ole Miss just because they're at home. Oklahoma State, the Cowboys at Florida. Another just gosh, kind of like if, huh? if Florida doesn't have Castle, what's his name? Castle Castleman Castle Hunt. Castleton, <laughs> yeah. dude started with an S though. Uh, if they don't have him, they're not a very good team at all. But I'll I'll, I'll take the Gators. I still have it six one right now. Shoot, a lot of times when Florida does have Castleton, they're not a good team. Gosh, they were throwing up just an ungodly amount of threes. Everybody talks about Alabama. Florida's been like, like averaging over thirty threes a game their last several games. Even I think they had like thirty four against Tennessee. That's all they do is shoot threes. Uh, you have Kentucky, Kansas, so obviously, you know, another one for the SEC. Uh, but M- Mississippi State at Texas Tech, I think that could be a that would be a fun game if Mississippi State was at home and they had Tolu Smith, but w- without both of those things going their way, I, I, I know it, it's I don't think it's my recency bias when I say that I think Mississippi State is better than their resume shows. Just, I agree. The, the, no, they've got some solid front court pieces, and and I, you know Molinar is really good. He he, it's they're very old school SEC with just like we're going to be physical and we're going to have a guard that can just get to the rim and score at will. Um, so Molinar, I, I, Mol- I, I wish they had Smith for that game. Molinar against that defense is going to be really fun to watch, and uh, you know it's while Oscar kind of punked him, it's still a solid front court for Mississippi State. Uh, I think Texas Tech probably gets that win just because they're at home, but that should be, yeah, that 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 will be a fun one. Yeah, I didn't know that they were playing. And then the uh, the the nightcap is the Tennessee Volunteers versus Texas, the Rick Barnes Bowl. Where's that one uh, at? That one is. Oh no, I lost my tab looking up how many threes Florida shoots well, per just, game. Uh, just, no, it's at Texas, at Texas. So homecoming. Justin, you know he's generally got when it's like. You know, 50 50 is usually wrong about those things. So, are we I, sure I got it back? I got oh, it. Back. Tennessee. <laughs> uh, probably take Texas in that one, although Texas hasn't been very good. Um, I'm just not a huge, like, I think Tennessee is an okay team. I, I really don't think there's anything more than that. I think if there, if there's a game that you're counting on them to win against a good team, I just, I don't, unless they're at home, I don't think it's going to happen. So, uh, the SEC still gets the dub, though. SEC. Yeah. SEC. 
back to the SEC. <laughs> uh, you were right. Florida's shooting 32 threes a game over the last three. That's hilarious. It's just, uh, I think one of their games, I think a couple of the games, maybe they've shot more threes than they have two point field goals, which is just, I don't think, unless you're just <laughs> loaded with good three point shooters. I just don't know if that's a recipe for success, but what do I know? What do I know? Eastern Kentucky, the AW Hamilton's team, they're leading the country in three pointers attempted a game at 32, uh, 32.8 so per game. many threes. And they're 10 and 11. That's year. just that's just not good offense. I, I I don't care. I don't care if that's your philosophy. When you're shooting that many threes, it's just not it can't be good enough ball movement. Well, you can't be it, stretching out a defense nearly enough if you're just yanking it up from the perimeter each and every time. I, I will say, at least in EKU's defense, a lot of it is they put like it's Eric Musselman, or not even not Eric Musselman. It's old school Arkansas, like we're gonna press and get up and down the court. So they're shooting. I, th- I would be willing to say that a third of those are just transition quick shots because they're trying to get up a ton of shots a game. So I- I'm sure that's uh, accounts for a lot of it. Yeah, but not to be like a basketball nerd nitpicky, but if you're playing like a 40 minutes of hell style, that should lead to more transition layups and turnovers and baskets in the paint more than just like Kobe in it from deep. Three points no, are worth no. more than two. That's true, though. That I, I can't argue with that math. Man, and I went to see how many points per game they're scoring. Do you know Kentucky's six in points per game in the country? Yeah. <laughs> Just imagine if Calipari could figure out how to run an offense, though. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, EKU's top 75, though, averaging 74 points a game. So it doesn't translate directly, but that is uh, that's something that I don't think enough folks are talking about this year, though, is how good Kentucky's offense has been. And That's awesome. Yeah. It's with really all the fun. injuries, too. <laughs> I and mean, that's, it's, it's been impressive. That's what I was going to add is that you you take into consideration the injuries and it just seems they've been healthy. I shouldn't say like, wait till the full team gets together. Although I guess you make the case with Sharp. Is that going to be an added bonus or not? Uh, if Sharp was with it and with the team all season, he would just be maybe the 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 dream matchup to put on Obaji because of his size and length. Now, of course, I don't ex- if we didn't see him on Tuesday, I'm not expecting to see him on right. Saturday against Kansas. But uh, with his length and his size and how he can move vo- vertically, it would be a great person to put on him. But um, supposedly Sharp, you know, has never played basketball before. He's not ready. You can't put him out there because he'll melt on the court if you do. But um, no, and I understand it's probably not the best situation to throw him in at Lawrence. Right, Again, right. you could, and things could be okay, but I am a broken record when it comes to that sort of deal. So uh, I say we go to a break. Uh, Speaking of deals, Sharp. Oh, my goodness gracious, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Beautiful segue there. Re- really doing well with his uh, nil deals. Uh, pulled up to practice in a Porsche yesterday. So must be good to be Shaden Sharp right now. Uh, excuse me, Shadon Sharp right now. How many, like... You know, there's a, a group of Kentucky fans that just seeing that picture probably put them in tears. Oh, you, I thought I he can, couldn't get the, Neil because he was from Canada or something. He can. Yes, and that that was um, we had that clarifier the other day, Justin, because he he got in on a non-student visa. So um, oh, okay. if you if you, I think that that's the. That. I don't. I I never went and had any of those international studies classes, TJ. But uh, apparently that's a big deal is figuring out your your visa status. There's very many. There's different ways to be able to go about it. Um, and hell, I yeah, learned it, some of that. A, 
It really, I'll keep saying this because I feel pretty passionate. It's just a crime that Oscar isn't allowed to make money. Um, I don't, again, I don't know the laws, don't know the rules, don't know the full situation of what's going on, but that's just a joke. And that's not right. That dude should be racking in nil money. Um, I'm sure there's some reason like, well, you don't want people, you don't want people who aren't American citizens to be able to come to like, who cares? I mean, can't can't you make the argument though, that that's what's motivated him to play so well on the floor because he knows he has to, to get his money later in life. I don't think that's probably his driving force, but maybe if that adds to it and it helps him get more rebounds, then keep that edge. But he should be making money. It's just that's that's not that's not right. Doesn't feel very American. Doesn't feel very capitalism. That dude should be if, if Sharp can do it, then Oscar should be able to do it as well. But good for Sharp. Yeah, kid seems to be living a dream. He's top ten yeah. in mock drafts. He hasn't dribbled a basketball in forever in a competitive game. He's driving to campus on Porsche with in a Porsche, and I'm sure college students probably uh, they always seem to want to be around Kentucky basketball players. So I'm sure he's probably mm-hmm. enjoying the college student lifestyle yeah, as I'm well. Sure. Good time to be sharp. You're right about that. I'm glad you brought that up. Well, one one quick thing too, I noticed about Nil as well because Severe Wheeler is a steak and shake athlete, and it's like, man, you don't see many steak and shakes anymore. Turns out he. It's for a very specific gas or not gas station steak and shake in Ashland, Kentucky. Love that just a franchisee in Ashland is like, let's get Severe Wheeler promoting Tri-State Steak and Shake. Love next, it. Just next, love it. next time I'm in Ashland, I'm popping by that steak and shake. You better guarantee it. I love their chicken tenders. <laughs> I love their little shoestring fries, and they've got the best. Uh, they've got amazing shakes. But good for Wheeler. All right, hour two. Bobby Regan from Barstool Sports coming up next here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. If you're late getting up this morning, who cares? It's snowy out. It's still snowing in some spots, so be careful. And stop by Thornton's. Warm yourself up with some delicious coffee some donuts, fresh fruit, breakfast burrito, whatever's on your mind, whatever what you're feeling, Thornton's is going to have it, and they're on every corner. So check out a Thornton's today, and then text on into the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. We're going to have Bobby Regan on from Barstool Sports here momentarily to talk college basketball, whatever else is on his mind, and that should be a good time justin the snow's uh the snow's coming down in the south end now supposed to be getting an inch or two over the next uh couple hours so i'm sure parents are just like oh god are we gonna have another early dismissal am i gonna have to figure this out so just uh keep your ears low folks it's uh gonna get a little wintry out there a little wintry i'll i'll beat my brother to the punch on this joke but are the are the above ground pools frozen over roush um no no not yet uh, but it is collecting some snow up top. So suck it, Johnny. <laughs> You're getting a, getting a stray. <laughs> Joining us from Barstool Sports, Bobby Regan. Bobby, how are you? Good, good. What's going on, guys? 
Uh, one question I have, I'm just going to probably ask you about the dozen each and every week. How do you know people <laughs> don't cheat? Is there a rule against that? Like, is there just like an in-house, like, come on, guys, nobody actually cheat? Yeah, I mean, we all know, like, it's a trivia. Like, what's the point? You're going to get caught, first of all. Um, but, like, we're all in a stream yard um, blink or whatever. And so, for, like, me, I always just hold a basketball just so it's, like, people know I'm not. Because it's... It, People love freaking out thinking everyone cheats if you get a, uh, an answer in the last second somehow, where it's like, no, I just kind of thought of it. Um, or it's like, you know, if it's during a game, like uh, I recorded once during like a, and like a Thursday night uh, football game. I have the TV on, you obviously see like, you know, flashing lights and changing, you know, the lights changing off of your laptop and things like that. The like, guys, we aren't live. Like, what do you think we're doing here? <laughs> So, yeah, it's always just, like, try to keep your hands above, like, your your hips so where you can, you know, everyone can kind of see it in the box. And then they do it, like, we do have somebody that, uh, like, a uh, guy that helps out Jeff that is on there, too, like, just to make sure no one's actually cheating. Good. I, I was wondering about that. Who's yeah, a, we're all you integrity. Had to, or go on, sorry. I said we're all integrity there. That's impressive. I was going to want you to just throw somebody under the bus, like who's a barstool personality that you would suspect of cheating. And then I watched oh, last night's cheated. match. I watched last night's match, and the Nightmare team is the worst trivia team I've ever seen in my life. That was They're embarrassing. The They're the best. I, well, I mean, I'll take credit for it because I may have broken them. Um, we, played them in the, we played them in the first round of the tournament, last, you know, last tournament or whatever, and we beat them like 15 to 2. And it, they didn't get their own question right until the last round. So <laughs> I love them. Like, I love fights. I love Casey. I love Connor. I'm friends with all three of them. I love watching those three morons try to answer questions. <laughs> it, was, it was just more sad than anything. Like, and they knew it, too. They just knew it. The looks that, on their faces. And then they just got pummeled yesterday as well by, I think it was your mom. But uh just great content. I, I, I can't get enough of that trivia show. But we bring you on to talk basketball. I'm going to probably ask you a trivia question each and every week. But we bring you on to talk basketball. Kentucky gets a close win against Mississippi State, closer than maybe it should have yeah. been, but also playing without Todd Ty Washington. And then they've got Kansas this weekend. What were some of your takeaways from Tuesday night's overtime win? Again, similar to A&M, like, found a way to win. That that does mean something. You know, I don't want to – listen, I, I understand, like, it's Kentucky, Kentucky fans. I, I get it all. Like, it's frustrating to hear, well, it was a close win that matters when you're up 16 and you should have – that should have been a game that Kentucky coasted. I mean, I, I think it's very fair to say Kentucky, when they're up 16, should have – one comfortably, it shouldn't have been overtime. It shouldn't have been sweating it out. You know that should have been a nine to to twenty point win somewhere in there. Like if Mississippi State makes a run, fine, but it never should have been a game that was truly in doubt. Um, now I get Iris Molinar got hot and and Sheway gets a little banged up, Topping gets a little banged up, but still, like the mistakes that are made that were made are just kind of baffling. Like, listen, we can applaud Davion Mintz. And I, and I like Davion, and he he bailed us out, bailed Kentucky out against A and M, and he 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 does good stuff. But the last two games have he's been horrific, like not even close on shots. And then his defense, uh, he's one of the worst defenders I can remember. 
at Kentucky. <laughs> I, I, don't, I, I, I don't. I don't totally disagree with you. He's not a good defender. He can't stay in front of anybody. And well, the thing that kind of that is most, off the ball. It's off yeah. ball. That's the worst. Like all and or all Mississippi State was started to do was just run like a little rub screen off of the backside, and he would just get lost. And like part of that's on him. Part of it's Keon because. They're they're running it with Keon and, and Mint because those are the two worst defenders out there. It's just it's weird because he I think on ball he's a better defender than he's a he's a, he's a he's a very average to slightly above average on ball defender. It's off ball where it's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, so it's frustrating to watch when it's upper classman like that. And from an offensive standpoint. Kentucky needed him to knock down some shots against Auburn. And last year was such a nightmare season, but it seemed like if somebody was ever going to step up, it was Mintz, and he had a lot of big shots and a lot of big games. And you're just waiting for one or a few to go down against Auburn, and it didn't happen. And a similar situation against uh, Mississippi State on Tuesday night as yeah. well. And it, it's like if you, have Ty, if you have your full cast, it's okay. You don't have to rely on – on Davion, but if Ty Ty's hurt or Wheeler's in foul trouble, uh, if there's a situation where the offense just kind of seems like it's not clicking and he gets an open look, he's just got to be able to knock him down. And and unfortunately, he's been a little bit cold, but he's going to get probably plenty of minutes on, on Saturday against Kansas. Well, it's not even that he has to knock down the open shots. Like, yeah, that's a no-brainer. It's, he's got to remember this year's team is good and it's not last year's team because – Last year's team, he had to just kind of put his head down and say, okay, I need to go get at the bucket because I'm not going to throw the ball to Olivier Saar again and watch him fumble it. Um, this year's team, like, he gets he gets kind of, I don't know, like narrow-minded at times where he's determined it's his time to score, and it leads to bad shots, which is almost like a live ball turnover because like against Mississippi State, he did the one where he – Caught the ball on the right wing, kind of right elbow, extended, drove, and then went across his body, kind of like in the lane, thrown up, and like had zero chance of going in. And it's like, Dave, I'm like, there's 18 seconds on the shot clock. You don't, we, we didn't, you don't need that right then and there. Like, throw it to Kellen, but <laughs> throw it to somebody else. Like, you don't have to do that at all times. And it's like kind of the double edged sword where it does pay off when he's aggressive because teams do have to kind of help it help a little bit and maybe it opens up Grady or whatever, but he, his shot selection is just not, not great. We're talking with Bobby Regan from Barstool sports. And I, I think that's a good segue because if Tata Washington cannot play tomorrow, Mintz is going to have to have a, a big day. Do yep. you see a path for Kentucky to be able to, to pull off this win if they don't have Washington on the court? It's not going to be easy. <laughs> like, I mean, is there a, is there a path? Sure. Um, and it's simply the fact that, like, Kansas isn't great defensively and Grady gets hot and then, um, you know, someone else steps up, whether it's Wheeler getting to the rim or another, like, Dante Allen gets some minutes and, and plays well or, or Mintz does hit shots. But, I mean, you need Washington in this. This is the sort of game that you really need Ty Ty one for Kentucky's defense because Ty Ty's a better, like one of the better on-ball defenders that they have, and, and Kansas is, is elite offensively. And two, again, he's a guy that you can just give the ball to, right? Like, it, 
like I, Severe Wheeler I love, but his game is predicated on getting to the rim or passing. If he pulls up for a shot, you're, everyone's like, oh, what's it going to happen here? Where Ty Ty, like, if he pulls up from 14 feet, everyone's like, well, well that's going in, like, before the ball's even released. Mm-hmm. So, so it just completely shifts the defense. And when Kansas, who's not that great defensively, then has to worry about Ty Ty and the pick and roll Ty Ty and Oscar, I mean, how many times do we see them get lost? How many times do we see teams across the country get lost on that? Because do you hedge on Ty Ty? Do you go on? Like, you just have to make a decision. And Ty Ty's turned into such a good decision maker and playmaker that it just destroys defenses. So without that, you can kind of play a, a Kentucky then kind of has a predicated offense where it's, you know, Wheeler getting to the rim, Oscar in the pick and roll, you know to go under because there's no threat of severe Wheeler shooting the three off the dribble. And then it's, you know, just stay at home on Kellen Grady and, and make someone else beat you. And teams can do that. Like, we've seen Kentucky's offense struggle for that reason. Bobby, I want to get your take on the U of L situation. We always, you know, we'll always talk Kentucky basketball with you. But Chris Mack fired this week. Now they're going through a coaching search. My guess is it's going to end up being Kenny Payne. But were you surprised things deteriorated with Mac as quickly as they did? And which direction, if you were running the show at UofL, which we're not really sure who's even running the show there at this moment, what would you do if you were running that athletic program? So I'm surprised that he's fired or separated, however you want to call it, um, under four years. Like I, I and everyone else thought that, he was the safe hire. You know, was he going to win a title? Who knows? But it, it always felt like when, when Louisville hired Mac, it felt like, okay, they have a guy that's going to keep them in the top 25, compete for Final Fours, and be listed in the teams that can win a title every few years. And he just wasn't. And that's the shocking part is that how much of a disaster it truly was under him in terms of, like, production on the court. And I'm not, not even, like, the last couple of weeks of the comments of, you know, motivating players and players sounding like they quit on him. But the fact that like, even leading into that, they just looked, I mean, they looked, it was very outdated of how they looked. Like the offense was very outdated. They didn't have any creativity. He relied on mid major point guards that were up transfers, which rarely work out. Like it worked out with Carly Jones. Didn't work out with, you know, I wouldn't really say it's working out great with like Mason Faulkner. Like, it was a weird, weird system there. So I'm surprised that it, it, that, that happened just because I thought he was going to be a safe hire. Um, if I was running the show and because I like content and think things are funny, I think they should hire Mark Turgeon. Do, do a trade with Maryland. <laughs> Chris Mack to Maryland. Classic switcheroo? Yeah, why not? Can you imagine Mark Turgeon at, at Louisville? That would be, I mean, for my own sake, like I, I, I prefer laughing. Mark Turgeon at Louisville would make me laugh every single day. But I, I agree. It's probably going to be Kenny Payne. Um, now, Louisville, they should just throw as – I mean, let's be honest. Like Louisville, as much as Kentucky fans don't like them, it's a top-ten job. They have a ton of money. Like, th- that program just makes so much money um, that they can throw it. They have enough money to throw around is basically the point. And if I were them, I would throw it, make Bruce Pearl say no, even after all the reports yesterday. I know they probably don't want to touch him because of everything. Throw, make Will Wade say no. I think Will Wade would absolutely kill it at Louisville or, or Maryland, honestly. Make 
a guy like Chris Holtman or Matt Painter say no? Just go through like the list of they're at decent jobs, but they're not at Louisville, which is a step like a, a little step up in terms of program his, you know his, uh, history and pedigree, and just bump up their salary two million a year for these coaches that you know are good. Like I think it's safe to say we know Matt Painter's a good coach. We know Chris Holtman's a good coach. We know uh, Bruce Pearl's a good coach. I I'm pretty confident in saying that Will Wade's a good coach. I would make those guys say no, and then be like, okay, like uh, you know, and and do your due diligence on Kenny Payne. Um, but as a Knicks fan and obviously a Kentucky grad, I I, I can't handle Kenny Payne to Louisville, so please don't do that. Um, but like that's that's what I would do if I was in charge. You you can't miss out on this hire. You're you're Louisville, and if you have two bad back to back hires, you're gonna just gonna get buried in terms of, of long term growth. I, I agree with you. I, I don't know how much money U of L has. They've financially, I mean, they're doing different buyouts all across uh, different coaches, athletic director buyouts, which is hilarious. And um, they're getting like 5,000 to 10,000 people at the Yum Center for games. And then, of course, they didn't get any football money because they didn't have anybody at their football games. And the pandemic, with a mix of their sports teams, their money makers being bad, has been a disaster for them. But I do agree with you. You got to reach out to those guys. I'm sure heard the interim AD will do that just to show that he's doing his due diligence. Holtman is a name that nobody at U of L is talking about because of their paranoia that he grew up a Kentucky fan. Right. Their paranoia, Bobby. I'm not sure if you're familiar with it, but they're having to convince themselves if Kenny Payne is actually a UK guy or U of L guy for a dude who played basketball at the University of Louisville and loves the city of Louisville. Their paranoia has been somewhat their downfall to some degree. I mean, I get it because if you ask, I bet, and if you ask the majority of people, especially under the age of 40, Kenny Payne, they probably assume he's, they probably say, oh, the Kentucky guy. Like, I, I can kind of understand that because it, Kenny Payne hasn't been associated with Louisville since, what, 83? Outside of obviously being a, a, a graduate there, but in terms of like being associated with the program, it's been what thirty-five years. Yeah, but like, are U of L fans really under the impression that like this guy would come to a university and be like, you know what, my alliance and allegiance right. is to the University of Kentucky. I'm gonna tank this bad boy. It's just it's I, nonsense. I think it's more, and I, and I agree. Like, it would be weird where him and Cal are, are obviously good friends of the, one of the two most heated rivalries in the sport being like, well, our coaches are best friends. That makes zero sense. So I like, yeah, like I could, it would be weird. Like, I I don't think it's like, I think it is dumb to be like, well, he's a Kentucky guy. It would just be weird to see like Mm -hmm. two coaches that friendly with each other at these, at these places. Yeah. Give me true hatred. Yeah, I, I agree with you. It'd be strange. It'd be different. And I don't know what kind of X and O's coach he'd be, but I don't doubt that he'd get players into U of L. And that's oh, without if you look a doubt. at this roster that they have right now. They need players, and he could do it quickly. You know, he could, I think he could hit the portal pretty well, and then maybe get a few recruits. But the portal, especially, um, that's again, I agree with you totally that you got to go after the top dogs. But if you don't and you fall back to Kenny Payne, I think it'd be a nice hire for U of L. Yeah, I, I agree because it's you. You win the press conference. Everyone kind of in sport agrees that Kenny Payne is going to be a head coach at some point, and probably a decent head coach. Um, so, I, all things considered, those are 
those are the names. And, like, I just don't understand. I, I don't see how you get away from that. You can't really think outside the box on this one too much. I agree with you. And, and it cost him last time. You couldn't think outside the box. Chris Mack was the perfect hire on paper, and uh, it wasn't meant to be. Uh, can they still – I'm curious. They play Duke tomorrow. Going to be a little magic in the Yum Center maybe? Upset Coach yep. K? Send him off with a loss? 100%. Like, that just screamed Louisville <laughs> steals a win there. Like, how many times do we see it where – a coach gets fired, a player gets hurt, the player gets kicked off the team, whatever it might be, that next game, one of two things happen. The team comes out like absolutely on fire, has their best game of the year, pulls off the upset, people go nuts, season change, and then they lose like 14 games in a row. Or they come out and they like lose 100 to 40. There's just only two outcomes. Like there's, there's, it's not going to be like a 12-point game. It is going to be Duke by like 740 points or Louisville at the buzzer from like an over the head shot. Somebody taps it in six man style. <laughs> uh, Bobby Regan, always great talking with you. You get the weekend started off right. I want your Kentucky, Kansas prediction, but our texters into the show, when they text in about a guest, we want the guest to be able to respond to it. One texter on the Thornton's text line says, Nightmare has more integrity than Rogue Reeks. I mean, listen. I can't help that people have small brains. I'm a big brain thinker. Like, get it right, people. Get it right. Integrity is admitting you're smart, and that's what I did. I, I traded myself. Big deal. <laughs> Kentucky, Kansas, how do you see it unfolding tomorrow night, 6 o'clock, Fog Allen Fieldhouse? So without Ty Ty, I, I, I really find it hard to see Kentucky getting a win. I do think Kentucky matches up well against Kansas if Ty Ty's healthy. Um but at Fog Allen, after Kansas barely escaped, it feels like they're going to, you know, that environment's going to be crazy. I, I don't know. Kansas by like five, I would say like 81, 76, something like that. I'm, I'm right there with you. And I think you nailed the Auburn prediction last week. I think you said seven or eight, some late free throws kind of push it towards that. Of course, we couldn't have predicted the injuries yeah, and right. whatnot, and it could have been a completely yeah. different game if that doesn't happen. But I'm right there with you. It's going to be a that, tough one. That's my and prediction. Yeah. Somebody yeah. somebody twists somebody twists an ankle nine minutes in the game. That's my prediction. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bobby. Uh, we love talking with you on Fridays. We're really appreciative of your time. Love hearing what you gotta say. We'll talk to you next week. Enjoy the sports this weekend and uh, some NFL playoffs as well. But we'll talk about that maybe next week. Thank you so much. All right, go Chiefs. All right, Bobby <laughs> Bobby Regan. <laughs> Here on Kentucky Roll Call, he writes for Barstool Sports, and make sure you are following him on Twitter at Barstool Riggs. We will be back one final segment, and we got to get to this Thornton's text line. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Expo. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. But you know what? That Louisville game that made it pretty hilarious. Just, that, that just that brought everything. Louisville game, funniest moment of the year. <laughs> <laughs> With Walker and Roush. <laughs> Losers. Losers. <laughs>
Speaking of losers, U of L football with a big football commitment. How about that, Roush? Wow, they got it. You, you can't say that every day, can you? They got a four-star QB commitment, Pierce Clarkson, who is lives 2,000 miles away. Here's an interesting thing. Announced his commitment by his family buying 13 billboards around Louisville to announce the commitment. Welcome to the nil era of college football. That's, that's pretty, pretty creative. Cool. I'll, I'll give I'll give that <laughs> I'll give that to the Clarkson family. That's that's pretty creative. My thing is he's a 2023 guy. He won't be at U of L till 2024. Will Satterfield be there first and foremost? Secondly, <laughs> it, a lot of time to reconsider that decision, Pierce. A lot of time. Yeah, but um, I will say this is the time when those junior quarterbacks start committing. Um, the that's that's what Liam Cohen's doing right now is trying to lock one up. Um, but that's that's a tall task to do um, because there's only so many. And uh, Luckett talked about it a little bit yesterday. When we recorded eleven personnel. Even when they spot the really good guys early, they end up blowing up, and it's just it's a very difficult challenge recruiting these guys. But they're swinging for the fences. Uh, and Kentucky's going to try to lock one up. Um, but good for Scott. He he was able to get his guy. But, yeah, TJ, I, I don't foresee him being there at that point by the time this kid's ready to go to school. So I'm sure uh, those bill, that billboard money might not be very well spent. I don't want to be a Sour Grapes kind of radio host. It's a, it's a nice commitment for U of L. They've gotten some nice football momentum after yeah. not such a great ending to their season. So they're 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 doing well in the offseason. They're building excitement. So I, I'm not going to to poop on that all that much. But big, that big he, recruiting he, weekend this weekend for them too. Sure. There yeah. it, it absolutely is. And you always want to get the quarterback committed as soon as possible and he can start doing the recruiting for you. And it's a big name and and I'm sure he will uh he will be doing the recruiting for U of L this weekend. And we're going to play a role potentially in that recruiting because the KRC crew go into the U of L Duke game tomorrow. Wow. Woo! Roll call. We'll be at the Yum Center. We'll be near the court. I wish I just had like a hate Duke shirt. I don't. I know. I do too. Like, um, I still hate Leitner or something like that. Or like, and I'm not going to coach K. I'm not going to wear UK stuff because I don't want to make every Louisville fan start crying. Although, what if we did just all like wear UK <laughs> basketball jerseys or something like that? Just like as redneck and, you know, stereotypical as possible. Oh, my wife wouldn't let me out of the house. But uh, we will be there and we will see the U of L football recruits. We'll get to see Coach K's last game in the bluegrass and we'll get to see uh, Pegasus, Pegasus, not Pegas. first game as head coach because he got Pegasus. to do it. At, he got to do it uh, when they were in the Bahamas, what, so the Bahama Mama just, uh, What if just pick aces turns out to be this like wonder kid? Like they just don't lose another <laughs> game with him. That <laughs> would, yeah, that would be that would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> it was, was him all along. We should have just Furman, the only team that can beat Jeff Pegues. Oh, man. And you know what's going to be funny about all this though with the UofL football commit is just hearing everybody get back in Satterfield's corner. Yeah, yeah, like the same people that were like demanding he get fired. Or well, and when people. things are going so poorly with basketball, too, you know, it's it's, it's all relative. Perspective is a, is a relative thing. Um, so, oh, we'll see there. I, uh, I I did have something I wanted to hit on quickly. Uh, Terry Miners, you may have heard of him. I don't know. He's just like the biggest media personality in the state. Uh, oh, you mean Chris been, Mack? 
Oh, uh, funny joke. That was, that was good. Uh, they're bald. Get it? They're bald guys. Uh, but no, Terry Miners, he's been doing the bees man bit for like since he came on the air at WHS. It's a staple. Um, it's 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 almost like when we were growing up listening to Leonard's Losers on the way to UK game. Love hearing the Beesman on uh, 840 come over the air. It was, uh, you know, just a guy talking like this. And them old Wildcats are going to beat them Cardinal birds. It, very funny stuff, uh, spoofing Joby Hall. And he told Mark's story that uh, since Joby has passed, that he is also going to end the character that's been on the airwaves forever, forever. So uh, 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 some, it's sad. It's sad because uh, I, I love the Beastman. I love the old school kind of uh radio bits like that where you got dudes doing voices maybe we need to roll call needs to start doing some voices i don't know getting some characters on this show i want to say it was like a commercial either for like the neutral zone or converse but i just remember one of the first commercials i could remember as a kid not the first but one of the first i had and i wish i could find it somewhere but it was like a i want to say it was like puppets or something like that and it was a uk puppet and it was like denny's crummy and then the ufl puppet was like well tubby's chubby so it obviously had to be like 98 or 90 you know maybe probably 97 going into the season and it was like bickering and then i I don't know what the commercial led into but uh, i agree with you that kind of those those the the old school fun pinching and poking rivalry days they, they hold a special yeah. place in my heart yours apparently as well and i read that story uh, myself i'm not i i'm familiar with the character but it's not something that i would listen to all the time but familiar enough i think anybody growing up in louisville probably was the uh it also reminds me of a guy who uh he was he did cincinnati radio forever on wlw uh, 700 uh and he had a bunch of different characters names and i'm i'm struck but there's a there's a bit just look up can just google kentucky jelly uh and I, I think it's earl pickett's or earl earl pitts was one of the characters that wasn't the guy who called in but the kentucky jelly prank call is one of the funniest things i've ever heard and like that's that's like the the 90s radio that you kind of heard as a kid on the car on the way to school those those prank gags that we're getting away from with streaming and all that sort of stuff the way we do radios change but that was some classic stuff the bees man uh gonna miss that gonna miss that let's get to this thornton's text line we can't forget our texters 502-414-1450 is the thornton's text line remember to stop by fill up save some sense when you Download the Refreshing Rewards app, and you'll save money each and every time you go to a Thornton. Shout out to Kelly Leonardo and Alex Cupper. The first text says, TJ said you do realize like 15 times. Not mad, though. Well, you do realize I don't care. (laughs) Ooh, I did realize. I just remember that guy's name. Gary Burbank, radio legend. Look him up. Funny stuff. Um, Another texter on Thornton's text line says, Neil Young has enough money to not care too much about the music being pulled. Stood up for something he believes in. Good for him. It does, uh, Neil Young, too, he kind of rose to fame right around during the counterculture stuff when that was music, was just speaking your mind and sharing your beliefs. So, you know what? Glad to see he hasn't lost his step, you know, 50 years later. Yeah, I, you know, he anybody can stand up what you believe in, and that is that can be respectable. But a difference of opinion isn't something that you should take your ball and go home from. I mean, um, every, and I would I'd guarantee that Neil Young had not listened to any Joe Rogan podcasts. Everywhere you go in life, there's going to be somebody that disagrees with you. And this idea that like misinformation, I disagree, Justin. 
this idea of misinformation is everybody under the impression that people are just so dumb that they can't formulate their own opinions that they can't hear something and not take it as the gospel truth like the the mm. idea that things need, like we need to protect people from misinformation that's that is censorship that's evil you don't need to protect people from misinformation you allow people to be able to determine what's true and what's not true themselves and ideally when you censor stuff and you tell people that only they can obtain one source of information well that certainly seems corrupt that certainly seems like a dangerous way to suppress a difference of opinions uh, and i'm not saying that what I, I don't listen to the joe rogan podcast i thought he just got stoned and just talked to people does he not get high during his uh, podcast anymore i think that was just the elon musk thing uh, they just, talk about drugs a lot but um I've, uh, yeah, you know, i don't i don't care to listen like i i, I just I, I hope that the people out there aren't taking medical advice seriously from the the, the fear factor guy it, like, but he's allowed to also have his own opinion on medical stuff and talk about what works for him and it's not like he's trying to go into your homes and tell you that you need to take oh, this or you he's, need he's to not writing a prescription for you no he's not and <laughs> i and I, the only the, his podcasts are too long i mean i just don't have three hours the hell to would want to listen to and two and a half hour podcast. You could say, well, TJ, your radio show's two hours. Yeah, with commercials and whatnot, it's like an hour and 30. It's half of that. Now, that all being said, um, and still, I feel like anytime a video is retweeted on my timeline, he just looks stoned to the bone during it. And I'm like, why is everybody so threatened by a dude that is higher than Trevor on a Wednesday? It, it doesn't doesn't make, nobody's scared of Trevor. Um, I don't know. Actually, yeah, good point. Yeah. A texter says, the list of college basketball coaching hires in 2018 is ugly in all caps, says this texter on the Thornton's text line. No one at all that jumps out as better than Mac. Being fair, he's far and away the best coach on that list. Wouldn't have been seen as that at the time. Oh, well, you didn't even provide any of the names for us. Uh, Penny Hardaway is one of them, uh, and Jeff Capel at Pitt is another. So that, oh. that kind of... That's, that's setting the bar. <laughs> I haven't really heard anybody say this in regards to Kenny Payne, but like, you know, what does make Kenny Payne different than Jeff Capel? And if I was a Uval fan, I, well, I still would want Kenny Payne, but I think if you're looking for some criticism, that could be one because yep. everybody was like, Jeff Capel, he's the brains behind the recruiting at Duke. He'll be able to get players at Pittsburgh. Well, he didn't, he couldn't, I mean, and he also Jeff can't Capel coach. previously coached at, um, uh, what you call it, um, uh, he was at Oklahoma before and stunk there. So that's, that's true too. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. That's so there was, that, there that's was at least a, a track record of stinking. Uh, Dan Hurley was another guy that got hired uh, Man, I, from where, where was that? Rhode Island in Connecticut. Island, yep. Well, when did wait Dan or Bobby? Too many Dan, Dan went to UConn in 2018. The one at Arizona State. I'm surprised he has struggled as much as he has. Yeah, Jill Justice is Jill Justice yeah. is out there with him, but did you see he was co-acting head coach the other night? Jill <laughs> I did. There's two co-acting. Hilarious. How do you <laughs> a co-acting head coach, a co-head coach, oxymoron? It's <sighs> dumb. Yeah, that was a very sub. Kermit Davis and Tom Crean got hired in 2018 as well. Man, <laughs> jeez. A texter says, "What a murder where is good friends with Wagner too, for what it's worth? Great article by Jack Pilgrim on Kentucky Sports Radio. A lot, of, and I do think that Kenny Payne would, you know, they if he goes to UVL, he'll have a case. But I think 
that article should make folks feel nice, warm, and fuzzy inside over at KentuckySportsRadio.com. Jack did a good job kind of detailing how deep those bonds go, and UK has almost set up everything for this dude to commit to Kentucky and you got teammate friendships, you got family bonds, you got the coaching connection with Calipari and the dude's dad. You know, it, it goes really deep. So while Kenny Payne, I'm sure if he goes to UVL, will have something to say in this recruitment, the, the the ties just don't run nearly as deep. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. So if you haven't checked that out, Jack Jack did a great job over it. It was. That was a great ASR. article. Yeah, good stuff. Uh Oh, and shout out to uh, Travis Graft. He got promoted yeah. to national rivals recruiting analyst. So that's Very awesome happy for him. For Travis. Yeah, dude. Uh, dude's one of those really guys hard. that's always working the phones. Um, and uh, love seeing a guy who kind of started this thing with a dream uh, reach his goal. So very happy for Travis. Totally agree with you. He is super passionate about this stuff, and it's good to see that stuff pay off. Uh, Texter says, what are the odds Oscar comes back? Doesn't seem to be getting any love from the NBA. Well, you know, it's that it's that dilemma. Like, I, I think if he could be making nil, I would almost guarantee that he'd come back. Yeah. Now, the fact that if it's like you need to go to the NBA to make money, then that changes things. Well, and I also wonder, like, just in – just to get into that NBA draft process, you would assume that he would have to get a different visa to make money from the NBA. So could he not just try to change that for either one of those? You know what I mean? Like change his status to make money, either if it's college or NBA. So I don't know. That's going to be a, I have a feeling that decision is going to be one that uh, has people on pins and needles for quite a while. And if he comes back, like people love Oscar now, if he comes back for another year, you want to talk about like, beloved Kentucky basketball players among the fan base. He'll be right up there with uh, Keldon Johnson's dad. I think he would be – I think he may surpass Keldon Johnson's dad. Uh, <laughs> texter on the Thornton's text line says, I've been hearing a lot of Aaron Rodgers to the Colts talk, possibly a first-round pick and Marlon Mack, who's been wanting out. That's just a terrible text. Mentioning a running back. If, if Green – yeah. If like, Green, what, what are you talking about? If oh, Green, Aaron Rodgers for Marlon Mack and a first round pick, which would be like, you know, what, the 20th pick or something like that? 21st pick? Terrible. Yeah. I mean. <laughs> no way. I still think he comes back to Green Bay, but I'll be a broken record on that. And if he doesn't, um, I think Green Bay will get a nice haul. So let's 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 pick the games quickly. I think it's going to be a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl. Uh 49ers beating a team three times in a year, especially one that's rocking and rolling with an offense that good right now. Awfully hard to do. And I don't think the Bengals can win another shootout with the Chiefs. I agree. I'm I'm going Chiefs and Chiefs and Rams. Same. Although I do think the Bengals have a really really good shot and would not be surprised with another win. Yeah, I, I don't know if I feel comfort, confident enough with either of them against the spread too, because those those numbers are at good spots. And I after last week's close games, you you know, no no result would shock you going into championship weekend. I'm not doing like that. Bengals Chiefs line is one of those for me. It's like. Wait, that's crazy. This is the AFC Championship game, and the Bengals are really, really good, and the Bills just did whatever they wanted against the Chiefs' defense, and the Bengals should be able to do the same. It's one of those lines that are so weird to me, I'm probably actually going to go just bet the Chiefs. And I'm like, what does Vegas know in this situation? I think my bets this weekend are going to be the Chiefs' uh, spread, seven points, and then I think the under in that game, too. I think everybody's mm -hmm. just going to be like, so it's going to be such a shootout that 
I'm 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 playing against where I think the money's coming in. Well, and if the Chiefs do win and cover, it probably is an under like game where just Joe Burrow like because they, they for the Bengals to win, they're going to score thirty ish points or so um, to have a shot. And if if you're going to win comfortably, then they're 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 not going to score a bunch. So, but I do think their dream run. Sorry, Bengals fans. I know you had fun. Enjoy Sunday because it's pressure-free football that you have expectations starting next year. Don't have any expectations now. So you're playing with house money um, as the, oh gosh, I hated that guy broadcasting. Um, and now I've forgotten his name, but it's the last game of the year. Can't hold anything back now. Uh, the guy from Waterboy? Yeah, and I forget his name. Brad, He's Brad, a, Brad Nessler? No, it, it it wasn't Brad. It was Musburger was in the booth with Dan Deerdorf. Oh, yeah. Okay, gotcha. All time terrible. Like one of the worst color commentators that has ever been paid money to talk about football. I think it was Deerdorf. But the guy that did college football for ABC in the late 90s, early 2000s, even did stuff with Keith Jackson. Just objectively awful at his job. I can't believe he got paid that long to do it. He was terrible. Absolutely terrible. Love the enthusiasm for a random broadcaster that hardly anybody remembers. And I'll also disagree and say, Bengals fans, you're not playing with house money. You have no idea when you're going to be back in an AFC championship game. The AFC is loaded with good quarterbacks. Uh, take advantage of this spot while you're in it. And while the future is bright for Cincinnati, you just never know. So go ahead and get to the Super Bowl while you got the chance. Right now, you're one game away. If you lose next year, you're... Oh, 21 I, games away or wow, 20 games that's away. That's a good point, TJ. Yeah. So, they you know, just, just one game away. Think about it that way. Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Hey, Brad from Bellbrook. Last night I watched Tavion Robinson's press conference and I was extremely impressed with all his answers to the media. I'm getting ready to watch the other three press conferences, but I was wondering who Nick thought was the best interview. Uh, it, it, I'm glad you watched that, Brad, because I think my biggest overall takeaway from my morning with the four football transfers is that you have a bunch of guys who are good fits from a culture standpoint, from a uh, maturity standpoint. You need guys like like the go-to-work mantra that UK football has is a little boring, is a little cliched, but that's, that's kind of what this team and this program is all about. And if you heard... Liam or Vince talk about Wandale and Will Levis last year. Those guys weren't guys who just walked right in and their stuff didn't stink and they just expected to be the guy. They they came in, they worked for it, they earned they earned what they got. And I, I think you're gonna see that with Tayshawn Manning, the offensive guard from Auburn, who's entering his sixth season. He's gonna he's gonna be like a 25-year-old senior next year. Um, and then from Tavion Robinson as well. So uh it, I, I was very impressed with, with Robinson. He also shared TJ. He played in that Belk Bowl game as a true freshman. He was like, he, he caught two passes for 18 yards. One of them was on a fourth down and moved the sticks. And he's like, it took me all the way to my last game my freshman year to have my welcome to college football moment. And he's like, I'm I'm never going to forget that hit from Yusuf Corker. And that hit, dude, he, he gets – what's crazy too, TJ, about the hit is it wasn't just a bang-bang play where he caught it and immediately got stuck. He caught it, made one guy miss, got a few yards downfield, but Corker was just screaming and just put his helmet right in Robinson's chest. They called a targeting flag initially, and when they reviewed it, they are like, nope, he just knocked the hell out of him. <laughs> so uh, Tavion Robinson, excited to be on the other side of things this year.
Yeah, I didn't realize. I mean, I remember that play. I remember that hit. Obviously, I didn't put two and two together that that dude now is playing for UK. Um, or, you know, obviously in the moment, didn't think that that would happen. Also, just a fun reminder, like they pick up that fourth down. They look like they're going to win that game, but they did not. Kentucky nope. is your belt bowl champs from 2019. What year was yes, that? Yes, 2019. Whatever year. Yeah, whatever year it was. Uh, all right, a texter, 502414 on the Thornton sex line. I had skipped one. says, Roush, does your boss ever get tired of bashing Rupp Arena? Um, I don't know. I don't does he bashes Rupp Arena? I, I think Rupp looks pretty nice. Was there? Yeah, I'll I'll game? I'll stick up for this texture. Uh, KSR, their constant whining about Rupp Arena is as obnoxious as it gets. It's been going on for like five years now. Rupp Arena, when there's a good game, is one of the top atmospheres in college basketball. When Rupp Arena, it's a nine o'clock game and they're playing a crappy team, just like any other arena in college basketball, it's not all that great. Oh, the constant, like comparing it to Kansas? I see what you're saying. The, the con- oh, sorry, the con- we don't have like a cool chant that, the, you know. <laughs> the constant bickering about Rupp Arena is so played out and so obnoxious at this point. Uh, Rupp Arena is a great atmosphere, and all it takes is going that Tennessee game. Anybody that was at that Tennessee awesome. game, I mean, you so can't awesome. go to that game and be like, oh, do we have an atmosphere problem at Rupp Arena? Uh, no, we do not. A but texture. It, you, you, you can also just say that like Rupp has a good atmosphere, but Kansas is, is different, unlike anything else in college basketball. Right? And I bet if, if Kentucky played in an 8,000, 9,000 seat arena, I bet things would be different there as well. But when you're in a huge building that's 21,000 seats, 22,000 seats, um, it changes it, it does it changes things uh texter 502-414-1450 rosh what are you hearing on cohen well the podcast yeah go back and listen to the cornbread hip podcast um wherever you get your podcast but i'm i'm not very concerned not very concerned yeah i i'm only concerned about nfl i'm not concerned about miami and nfl it's what you know once after the super bowl that's when finalized staffs and hirings and all that stuff gets finished so we're pretty close to locking him in 100 percent, 100 percent for the 2022 mm-hmm. season but i still say it's you know 75 80 percent chance he's on Same. the sidelines in lexington next year texture says i usually agree with nick's former ex-boss but his takes but he, his takes but he thinks tata has the nba potential as De'Aaron fox or disagree. Tata is a very good player, but I'm not ready to call him a star just yet. Need to see more in big games and big time moments. Uh, no, no. I'm. I think Tata is going to be a star. Uh, he's he's really come on. Like just in the last calendar year, his development is outstanding. Now he doesn't play like De'Aaron Fox at all. At all. Uh, just from an athleticism standpoint, uh, I, I was talking to. Uh, my buddy Beeb, who compared his like tempo to Shea Gilgis Alexander, and none of us at this point in his career at Kentucky thought Shea was going to be an, a, just a badass All Star consistently, and here he is. I think the 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 pace and tempo which Ty Ty plays, his ability to knock down shots, like that dude's going to be a star in the NBA. And we've got, and this is, it's always tough to have these conversations because we got to see a full year of Fox at UK that came to a close. He was the best point guard in college basketball that season. And we've gotten multiple years of seeing him be an awesome NBA player on a really bad team, but an awesome NBA player. So it's tough to be like, no, Ty Ty is definitely going to be better than that. So it takes some guts to kind of say Ty Ty will be better. Now that all that being said, how much Ty Ty has just improved in the last year as a basketball player, even going back to high school is astounding so it is worth wondering like oh my gosh how much better can he get so i i could see either side of that 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 debate that argument 
um, who ends up being better. I don't know. But if Ty Ty's in the same conversation as Fox, that's going to be a hell of a basketball career. A texter says, Robert, the baby did end up coming on Tuesday. Woo! I have a lot of KRC podcasts to catch up to. Congrats, Robert. Congrats, Robert. That's awesome. Nothing Love better, man. Yeah. Uh, baby's first snow, too. Oh, and as TJ said, now you've got to be stuck just hanging out with your baby up all hours of the night watching sports. It's going to be, oh, it's going to be real rough on yeah, you. Yeah, that, that's going to be tough. Baby's first rave. Baby's first rave. Hey, I told Roush to bring the baby to the basketball game tomorrow, and he said, no Duke for Duke. Duke can't yep. see the Duke. And I, that, you know what? That's actually good parenting. Yeah. It, um, and also, like, just he, he'll watch some basketball, but he's not going to sit there the whole time. He's going to want to run around the concourse and just don't feel like chasing him. How uh, how many beers are you gonna have tomorrow? Not a ton, just because. Oh come um, on! Yeah, but I'll, I'll be working the UK Kansas game later. So I'll write, write some stuff. You'll be back by two or three. You take a quick nap. Bada boom, bada bing. You're right back at it. Yeah, that that doesn't happen though, is because Duke will be up from his nap, and so we'll be playing basketball then. So Justin, no beers for you. It's still January, sadly. Yeah, I'm not gonna have any. Oh, I'm just kidding, buddy. Pound them. You already broke your January sobriety. Yeah, pound them, yeah, baby. Pound them. <laughs> I'd like pound to finish them. out the month strong. Is this your first U of L game at the Yum? Uh, no, I've been to several in the past, actually. Oh, okay. I wasn't sure. All right. Well, we're going to have a good time. A texter says, was reading comments on social media for Miami fans about Liam Cohen, was shocked with how negative they are about him. It's a mixture of their arrogance because of Miami's football history, downplaying Cohen because of Kentucky's history in football, and then flat out not paying attention to college football last season. Outside the state of Kentucky, still does not get any respect. You mean Miami football fans are idiots? What a surprise. Yeah, they they were like, I don't want a, I don't want an offensive coordinator who's just going to run the ball every time. I've just complete <laughs> and total asinine so comments. Yeah, um, it's tough to move up in my power rankings of Dubbins fan bases on Twitter. Wake Forest did it not too long ago. Uh, Miami made some movement. Uh, they're not, mm-hmm. you know, they're not reaching the top is, five. Is Auburn basketball ahead of Wake Forest right now? No, Wake Forest fans were delusional, unfortunately. Auburn, they're just in their feelings right now. You know, they're having a fun season. That's they don't true. really. You- you got to let them enjoy the honeymoon. Get drunk. You know? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Now, if this is, you know, if they're still doing the same crap three years down the road, we'll have a conversation. But Wake Forest fans, supposedly, you know, such a smart university, complete dum dums. A texture says, Scoots, love you to death, but this stream is unlistenable. Have to refresh every two minutes at a time. Don't know if it's just me or what. Uh, maybe, we- maybe try a different uh, browser like Google Chrome instead of Safari. Because that's he, it's he's probably good to go now, cool. but I don't know how that was my fault. <laughs> fix it speaking uh, of getting sm- getting meat smoked i'm sure katina powell would love to have bruce pearl as the coach hmm interesting what happened i was listening on spotify at 7 30 and then it went solid tried to restart but you're not on there anymore i i, I don't know <laughs> sounds that like the nice. u.s men's team needs to consult their doctor if they're having difficulties performing inside the box classic Oh, it's getting around March, so pretty much every radio station is just going to have erectile dysfunction ads left and right. Oh, man, it's going to be great. Hey, get this vasectomy, and you get to watch basketball for a couple days. By the way, guys, I hate that that uh, joke didn't land on you all. The whole Spotify thing is right when we were talking about. I know, I know, Justin. We we got it, Justin. It just wasn't funny. I thought it was hilarious. It was, I mean, it was just like a, it was cute. It was fun. And honestly, when that text came in, I kind of freaked out. I was like, wait, what the hell? And then I realized, so. Maybe yeah, I can't listen live on Spotify. 
<laughs> hey, hey, TJ and Justin, who do you guys think is going to win the basketball game on Saturday between Kentucky and Kansas? All oh, right, well, man. we can do our predictions now. I think we're running out of time here, but um, I'm going to go similar to Bobby. I'm going to go Kansas, probably 80 to 73, but I imagine it'll be a close game. If I had certainty that Tata was going to play, I'd probably make it maybe a one-point Kansas win. I think it's going to come down to the final four minutes, though. Justin? I'm going close as well. I've got Kansas by two, 78-76. I'm saying that the Cats take a late lead. Kansas misses the shot. Oster gets the game-winning rebound. Kentucky 79, Kansas 78. Suck it, Jayhawk. Love it. Love it. A texter. Uh, it's John. John here. Hey, John. Good morning. TJ, morning to you all. Here's the top three betting. We don't care about wrestling, John. We're getting to a point where I just don't even want it. We don't, nobody here is a wrestling fan, man. I hate, I hate saying this, but just nobody here is a wrestling fan. I, I would be, I would have been watching the Royal Rumble too, but uh, COVID protocols canceled our, our Royal Rumble party, unfortunately. Mm. He says, I know you don't care about wrestling. Anyways, Sharp drives a Porsche to practice. I would love to see him drive a basketball in the lane for the Cats. Then John just wins me back with that second line there. <laughs> I would love to see our, uh, hey, I got the Cats by five if they have tie tie. If not, it would be difficult and I see us falling short without tie tie by three. I also have my Chiefs by 10. Hey, Justin, play some Tech 9 Red kingdom on the way out let's go chiefs and cats heck yeah what a weekend in sports got to go have a great weekend talk to you later shout out to all those people that are going to get to go to both games that's just going to be the most memorable sports weekend of your life and hopefully it's surrounded with your favorite teams winning i know that may not apply to everybody because there's a difference in favorite teams but who cares i'm with you john i think the chiefs do win and i think they cover so best of luck to your kansas city chiefs John, mm-hmm. I, I already have our outro song for today, but I'll make you a deal. If Chiefs win, I'll play it on Monday. How about that? Wow, what a deal. All right. Well, everybody have a great weekend. This Enjoy is it. our radio program. We'll be back on Monday. Big sports weekend. Very excited about it. And, uh, again, if you're getting to go to that game, I think it's the coolest place maybe to watch Kentucky play basketball if they're on the road is Fog Allen Fieldhouse. It's a fan base that – they care about that. They know they care just as much as we care. And that's cool to see. You don't get it really anywhere else in college basketball. So enjoy it. Let's hope that Kentucky leaves them with a big fat L and we will, uh, we'll be back on Monday. Everybody have a good weekend. Be safe. This is Kentucky roll call on big X sports radio. TJ Walker, Justin.